Born in Tokorua but raised in Rotorua and now living on the Gold Coast. Jasmine Marie Afina Curtis struggled most of her life with feeling like she was unworthy of being Māori. Following in the footsteps of Fano, who had put the name Curtis on the world stage, meant she was expected to live up to her family name in which the expectations were unattainable. Jasmine was recently awoken by the call of her tipuna and is now on her journey of finding who she is as a wahine Māori. In this episode, Jasmine shares her story of feeling like hers wasn't worth being told and also the steps she needs to take to become unapologetically Māori. and welcome to Oho Māori. Oho Māori is where I'll be having kōrero with some kick-ass people who were raised urban and their journey to discovering their tuakiri. From stories of disconnection and loss of identity to finding themselves and standing proud in who they are. Come along with me on this journey of awakening the mana and power of standing strong in who you are. So today I'm really privileged today to be, have recorded with one of my really good friends that I've known for so many years. We grew up together and met through netball, which is the first way we met. So we've been playing, we played netball since primary together and reps and stuff like that. So it's been many years of friendships, which I'm really excited to talk about uh, through this recorded as well as sharing her story. So if I can get you, Jazz, to introduce yourself a little bit. Hmm. Uh, so, um, ora, everybody. Ko Jasmine to Kuingua. Um, ko Matafaro te Maunga, ko Roto Iti te Roto, ko Te Arawa te Waka, ngā te rongo mai te hapu, ko Tapu Aikura, uh, Hatu Patu te Marae, um, ko Kūris to Kufanau, ko Jasmine Marie Afina to Kuingua. Yeah, so like I said, we've known each other for quite a while now. And and as much as we've been friends for quite a while, we also had different paths because obviously I went through the Māori unit and stuff like that. And then moving back into mainstream and then reconnecting with people like you and others that I've met over the years. Mm. If you can share just a little bit of your background and your upbringing. Uh, so I was born in Tokoroa, raised in Rotorua, and I'm the eldest of five and was raised um, alongside my three younger sisters, predominantly by my mum. I went to Otonga Primary, which was mainly a Pākehā primary school. I was one of, I think, four or five Māori at the time. Um, then I went to Rotorua Intermediate and then on to Western Heights High School. Um, I did a little stint in Hamilton for a little bit for six months at high school, which is where I was able to get into Huckers. And yeah, just back to Heights for my final year and lots of life in between then and now. <laughs> Yeah, hard out. So in regards to your connection with your with the old Māori, what mm. has that looked like for you? Um, 
my both my parents are Maori, um, but I never growing up I never saw them really acknowledge that or be proud of that or just speak about being Maori. That was not really something I grew up seeing. Um, so my connection to Te Ao Māori was very limited um, when I was younger. I wasn't, my, when my parents separated, um, it became even more limited because mum kind of kept us to ourselves and dad wasn't, didn't really acknowledge his Māori, being Māori anyway, so it, was, it just even got less and less. Mm. There was no connection at all from only from like when we we did go out to the marae and we did spend time out at Otuiti and with Fano and that just not not a lot. Mm. Yeah, there wasn't a connection there. Yeah, I mean because yeah. your Fano name, the Curtis Fano, is quite mm. well known in Rotorua, and it's one it's yeah. quite a well connected Fano down there, and especially in Otuiti. <laughs> So for you, knowing your heritage and, and the connections your whanau has to te ao Māori, how did that mm. affect you? Um, lots of pressure. I felt like there was um, lots of pressure for um, myself and for my sisters um, to know more than we did mm. and to... Um, it was kind of a pressure to live up to our last name because there were successful, uh, there are successful people in our know that are widely known and it, would, it, would, it just felt like a lot of pressure mm. to yeah. live up to something that we had no connection to really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's the thing, like, I guess for people who, who aren't aware of how much pressure is on you when you've got a name that is well known. Um, I, I guess they just assume you are the same as, as everyone else and you know exactly what they know and that you're on that same waka. And, and so it's it's quite a hard journey to have to try and navigate your own path yeah. when others already have these expectations on you. And so for you, with your own identity and your own journey, what does that look like since, I guess, now because you're you're currently living in the gold coast yeah obviously that's that's a free distance away from your whenua so how Mm. are you or what does being maori look like to you now um in all honesty i think i actually had to move away and move um to a different country to for some sort of connection to happen it sounds strange but um I don't know just being being away from home and not around your own people you're more aware of the fact that you are that I am Māori Mm. um yeah so I think if I hadn't have lived here or moved here it's it's the age-old thing you don't appreciate something till you've (laughs) lost it and that um yeah I think moving here it wouldn't have happened otherwise. I wouldn't have began my journey. Yeah, home, so to speak. Yeah, 
yeah and 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 you're right like it's not until you pull yourself away from what you're in that you see mm. like you see things a lot more clearer and so in saying that what so what does your journey look like right now um still very new <laughs> so very um I, I'm very aware now that there's kind of no um, end destination that this is going to be a lifelong a lifelong thing um I still clearly remember the day when when it all hit me when I um had the awakening so to speak <laughs> what do you call it where, where it all hit me and I um it was really heavy like it was like this huge weight um that I've been carrying around or like a shame that I've been carrying around that I was Maori and then I still remember the day where I was like oh my goodness this is not something I need to be ashamed of um and then I went through all the all the stages like I see similar stages and everyone who's on their own journey and um at first I was like oh my gosh it's amazing I'm Maori yes (laughs) Um, and then and then it turned to anger because you start finding out um all these things that have happened to our people and um things that were hidden from us um and so you go through this really angry stage and I went um through that (laughs) my poor partner will be able to attest to that (laughs) um and then what came um and then I just wanted to be I wanted to know all things straight mm. away so I was like dad I need an I need our fucker papa papers um I have, a, I have a right to them like just really demanding of wanting to know all the information all at once um and now that I'm kind of just moved out of that yeah that stage like um out of the angry wanting to know everything letting the world know on social media that I know who I am now and you should all know. Um, yeah, so I'm just kind of moving out of that phase and just like just settling in and bringing it back, mm. back into it, like not being so public about it. Yeah. Just bringing it back within and just moving through it on, on my own without having to prove to the world, mm. you know. And I, and I think that's that's one of the things like as beautiful as our culture is and as beautiful as it is when you get hit that point when like you, you come to realization that <clears throat> okay I am I am Māori and I, I, I'm really proud of that now it's mm. one of those things that will take you on so many different journeys <laughs> but also like you said now you're at the point where you are literally it's it's all about you now so it's not about proving yeah. anything to the world. It's not about proving anything mm. to anyone else. It's all about you and how you feel about it and you sitting in that and just knowing that you are Māori and you have mm. this beautiful connection to your tuakiri and you have amaz- like all this amazingness within you. And so when you get to that point, that's mm. a beautiful stage because yeah. then that you're like, oh, oh, well, who cares about anyone else? Because this yeah. is me and this is my journey and it's about me and nobody can tell me 
that I'm right or I'm wrong. Nobody can tell me any different because no one else's opinion matters on what I believe. And so, yeah, so that's a really, really awesome place for you to be at now. And it's one, and I like how you explained the different levels and different stages because I, because it's something that everyone goes through and and you did mention that. And it's something that there are so many people on the same journey that you're on right now. And I, and I know when I first asked you to have a cordial with me, you were quite reluctant to do it. And you, Mm. you felt like you didn't have the right to share your story or you, you were still a little bit fakama to share your story because you didn't think that it would help anyone else. But in all honesty, your story is one that so many people need to hear because they are in that same position. Yeah. And if it wasn't for us doing the same, then I'd still be a little lost. Yeah, hard out. And that's and so it's really it's such a really cool thing that you are willing to share your story and you're open to do that with me because it's not just helping you, it will help so many other people who are in the same waka as you to finally become so proud of who they are. And and so I was having the interview I did the other day yesterday, I had a really cool quarter with them and Morgan, who's the chick who I interviewed, she was just talking about how people have because she's very fair skinned and they keep like she just hates it when people are like, What percentage are you? Like what percent of Māori are you? And it's like okay what the hell like it so does not matter if you are like one percent or you are 99 percent maori it's mm-hmm. you're maori because your whakapapa is maori mm-hmm. yeah and so uh i'm i'm i just love the corridor that you just shared right there and it's such a beautiful thing and i'm looking forward to seeing where your next part of your journey takes you mm-hmm. Shame. Because that's going to be a journey of so much success and so much love for yourself and so much energy in yourself. And your wairua will connect you to the places that you're meant to be. And so, yes, uh, it's just a really exciting journey. And I look forward to hearing that next part of your journey. And so right now, if you were to sort of look at where you want to be, say, in about five or ten years, what would that look like for you? Um, it's funny because um, before starting this journey, if I were, somebody asked me that question, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't have an answer. I wouldn't know. Hmm. Um, I didn't know who I was or where I was going. And um, now that I've started this hikoi, um it's a lot more clearer. I don't know what it's going to look like step by step, but I know that um, I need to move home and I know that I need to learn the real for mm. my family and we don't have children of our own but for our all of our nieces and nephews yeah. um, no one in our immediate family can kōrero Māori fluently um, so I know that's in my five five to ten year plan um, and Working with flowers, like still doing the forestry thing, but helping out our kids, mm. Māori, um, girls and boys, through that somehow. Yeah. I don't know how that's, what that looks <laughs> like, but I know that's, that's in the plans. <laughs> and that's really cool. And that's, that's one thing that people 
forget about is traditionally every child within an iwi a hapuapa had a role Mm. to play and the way that we found out what our role was is that Tohunga would take you to the different elements and to different areas. And so if you went to the Moana, they would tell you to get in. And if you got in the freezing cold ocean, like just mm. jumped in openly, you were connected to the to the Moana. And so you were you became like the kaisiaki of the Moana and stuff like that. Same goes with the Mara. And so if they took you to the Mara and if you jumped in the mud and you were just happily playing in the dirt and stuff like that, then that was your... Mm element and so your your little corridor just there about wanting to help our rangatahi or our samariki to with your flower stuff mm-hmm. you're you're i believe you'll come across so many who want that because that's where yeah. the connection is and that's what their yes. wairua is pulling them to and it's why like i've, I've talked about it quite a bit through this podcast is it's why i don't think the education system works for our maori kids because it is How not made for us. Yeah, it's so not made for us. And so kids who come to you and they might you might not even know that they want to do it or they might just randomly show up to something you're hosting or whatever, but our kids mm-hmm. need hands-on things. Yeah, They learn yes. by doing. They learn by being tutu and they learn by whatever it is that is allows them to not have to just sit there with a pen and paper. Yeah, and so yeah, so that's a really cool little little journey that you're going to take when you figure that out. And it's and that's the thing; you don't have to know it exactly right now. Like we see the end result, and we know that, and then we can work our way backwards and figure out the steps as as like the picture becomes a lot more clearer. So yeah, so that's a real cool journey, and especially coming home, which is why. And it's something that I've tried not to touch on in any of my podcasts is that marae that's getting built in Sydney. (laughs) And this is like, this is the one, and I really don't agree with it. I 100% do not agree with it because that is not our whenua. Yep. And we do not have any connection to that whenua. And I've watched, I've even watched a couple of like um, indigenous people, like a couple of people from different mobs talk about that's not even our whenua and so we shouldn't be building Mm. there and stuff like that but it's those who like and then the other side to it is Māori coming back and saying yeah but my I've been here for three generations and so my kids have been raised here and so they were born here yeah but that's still not your whenua yes you have your own whakapapa you have your own pepeha and you have your own connection to your own whenua so if you want to be connected to a marae and you want to learn about your whakapapa and your history and the real then why not go home yep yep you should be going home to your own whenua to do all of it yes and again like five years maybe five years ago I probably would have thought actually that's really cool mm. that's cool that we've got that there but <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, not yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's one thing I've tried to stay away from like especially talking in here and I interviewed a, a lady a couple of episodes ago who's someone living in Melbourne and <laughs> she she sort of brought it up and I so I tried to avoid talking about it because it's just one of those things that pisses me right off because <laughs> like yeah and and the best way I've read it I can't remember who said it but it was like we're doing to the Aboriginal what Pakia did to us yes 100% and that's um that's why I know 
I must come home, like I need to be at home. Um, I've got my fiancé to think about too, like I can't just be like, <laughs> okay, well, this is my journey and we need to go home now. Like, <laughs> um, I was like that at a point, but, yeah, I know I know, I have to be at home for mm. all of that. Yeah. Yeah, and this and the other thing is, it might not be you might not have to be home forever. It might just be no. for a season, and then mm. you will feel in your way to and your sipuno will tell you, okay, your your time here is done. Now you can move on to whatever it looks like in your next path. Yeah, yeah so that's that's so cool, and I'm looking forward to uh, hearing when you both decide to move home because I know with Taryn, it's um, I know that it's it'll be a big journey to get you both here <laughs> yeah yeah um but that, and that'll happen through conversation and just for for people who are listening so terence jazz's partner and i've known him since kindy so we've literally grown up together and yeah so so says and i have we've known each other for years and we grew up like hanging out and stuff since we were really mm. little kids so it's been a really cool journey to watch both of you finding yourselves and your journeys that you're both going on and yeah so again it's just real I'm so looking forward to the next part of of where your journey takes you I guess you were talking about your your nieces and nephews mm. and and wanting to set an example for them or to learn your deal for them and so yeah. what's sort of what what would that example for them look like? Um, I just think about what I what I would have liked to have seen growing up. Um, so just like more everyday deal in the home um without without it kind of being laughed or sniggered at mm. uh, or like being made fun of because you're trying to say this moldy word but you got it wrong mm. and um yeah I just think about what I, w- I would have wanted to see and just I would have loved to just have you in the home mm. full stop yeah up. so just just that um and um my nieces and nephews knowing that oh if auntie and uncle can do it and are doing it then it must be okay it must be cool to be maori mm-hmm. like yeah yeah and that's, and, and that's, that's something that's come up a few times through conversations with people i've interviewed is the feeling ashamed or getting laughed at mm. or not. Yeah. And it came up again yesterday when I was interviewing. And so it was, yeah, and it's that. I think it's that's one of the biggest things that causes us as Indigenous people to not want to speak audio. Because yeah. there's so many people who, instead of helping, mm. they just stand there and laugh or mock or just literally tell yeah. you you've said it wrong, but they won't help you and tell you how it's meant to be pronounced or and they'll just tear you to shreds and so that's and that's that comes from our own sometimes like it's sometimes our own are the worst at helping others yes even from from people who don't call it all themselves like yeah i've had that before (laughs) 
yeah and and that's yeah. the thing like and it needs to become normalized we are making mistakes is okay because we all learn from our mistakes and it's uh i was watching something the other day and uh, someone i follow on instagram and he he was just saying like someone asked him a question about if if he gets offended when people mispronounce stuff and he was like yes. no i don't because at least they're trying and it's the yes. trying that is the best thing because yeah. if we don't try then how are we going to know that we're making a mistake or how are we going to know that's whether we're doing okay or we're saying it right yeah. and so yes yeah, so i thought that was a really cool little quote off from him and he's he runs his own real classes which i i like seeing his what he posts and stuff like that and yeah and so one of the biggest things that I'm working on with my own daughter at the moment is teaching her to pull out what she knows and mm. then a sentence together to help her understand what someone is saying and so it's been really cool yeah. her coming home lately and uh because her principal only speaks in thrill to them ah um, awesome yeah so she her so her school is a Maori kura within a mainstream school so she goes to Singapore or Waiorea which is connected to Western Springs College um hey. yeah so they're their own critics so they have their own principal and then Western Springs have their own principal and so they're sort of like their own school within a school and so she comes home now and she's like mum I know what Pa was talking about today and so here again yeah. excited to come home well when I get home and she's so excited to tell me that it's it's such a cool thing because and she's like yeah and I just I just took the words that I know he was saying and then I just worked yes. out the, rest of the sentence yeah it's so those little those little tips that I'm giving her she's using now which is so cool to know that she, she's starting to pick up different quotes that her principal is saying mm. and I guess uh for you when or if your journey back home happens um, where would you love to learn your deal um dad it i would have um ideally we, i would have loved to have been at home this year and gone <laughs> and um learned at the teo homai mm. course at jamie uh, huia she's called huia rolleston now she was running she's teaching it this year and um dad also works at toyoho so i would have loved to have been there and mm. and so like when i do move home that's probably where i will do it i don't yeah yeah <laughs> nice um, yeah. um i know for me it'll have to be in like um online won't it just won't work for me yeah <laughs> I need to be in the classroom yeah online online yeah. And, and self-directed learning is really hard <laughs> it's, it's, it's really so hard. not easy yeah. to do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. uh so being being in the Gold Coast and being in Aussie what is there available to our Māori people over there to sort of go on their journey is there anything um, there's a few, there's a few um, online courses. Um, I actually looked into one and was going to start going, but it was it was funny times and far away. Mm. You know all the excuses. Um, there is quite a bit now, and I, that I see more and more of. Um, there's even um, 
workshops um, like Rungawa workshops and Miri Miri oh, cool. workshops. Um, I'll have to find the actual names of the pages and tag you in them. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's quite a bit now. Um, like there's there's kind of no excuse to not know it, the basic basics mm. because there are resources available to us over here, whether it be online or um, face-to-face with people teaching from their homes. Yeah. yeah. Lots of little workshops like um, poi-making workshops. Oh, Just, cool. Yeah, there's lots of little things that I'm coming across slowly. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. In regards yeah. to the comparison with Māori and, and Aboriginal people, mm. what are some of the similarities or that you've noticed within the two cultures? Um, just always acknowledging acknowledging the land and the people, hmm. um, people of the land that you live on or you're visiting. That's a huge thing I've noticed. Um, otherwise, not too, I can't say too much else because I haven't really experienced much mm. of the Aboriginal culture. Um, I probably will more now. Um, like I think I put on that survey, like I know, like I'll acknowledge the land that yeah. we, that because we, I feel like such a, for the last year and a bit, I feel like I, I don't belong here now. I need to go home and mm. acknowledge my own people in that land instead of living off the systems yeah. over here that keep keep their indigenous people oppressed. You know, it's a funny yeah. spot to be in. Yeah, mm. and and I and I think you're right because that's that would be your tupuna calling you home. And yeah, that, and it's um, it's an undeniable call. Like, I felt it for maybe a solid year before I let anyone know or before I told Taz. Mm. And, like, it's it's there all the time now and you just can't <laughs> – there's no denying it. <laughs> yeah. so I tried to be like, oh, you're just being silly. You're just homesick. You just want to go home. Mm. No, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's part of the journey that we've got to go on as well is, like you said, it's, it's not a – there's a never-ending – it's a never-ending story so there's no end to our connections to our whenua and stuff like that but there's also our and it's and I I I like that you are allowing it to come out of you because there's so many of us who get that call and they Mm. just push it aside and then they keep pushing it aside and keep pushing it aside and then obviously their supernova just yeah and then obviously their supernova and and then they're like okay I don't we're going to leave you alone then if you're not going to take our call and and listen and then you wonder why you're walking around feeling lost or like you don't belong anywhere yeah (laughs) you're not listening (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) and 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 that's the the other thing is no one can tell you when your journey should start and no one can tell you when your journey has come to an end or if it comes to an end it's something that you've got to allow your waitua to sense and to pick up and allow your tupuna to guide you to that place which is something so beautiful about our people and our connections to the Wairua because uh, it's one thing that 
some don't understand is why we can feel our whenua and why we can feel yes. we can feel it when we're home and we just get this whole sense of peace and and calm that comes over us because our connection mm. to the whenua isn't just a physical thing it's a supernatural thing we have as well so yeah so so that journey of you coming home is going to be a really really beautiful one because it's going to it, your waidwa is going to settle so much when that happens and and so i guess the the other the other side to that is if like if you sort of leave it sitting there for too long where do you think you will that like you will hit or how would that affect you um probably go go a bit nuts (laughs) 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 if I didn't didn't listen to that and try to ignore it um I feel like I'd be living a double life then and because I wouldn't wouldn't be acknowledging actually Mm. who I really am yeah Um, and then you'll be living a double life and that never seems to work out good for anybody yeah yeah, I just continue to feel that um the emptiness or the loneliness that I felt growing up like Mm. it would just stay the same and I wouldn't feel truly connected to anything yeah and that's sort of what I wanted I was hoping you would say because there's so many people Mm. like you who who probably are in the same walker and they have that feeling of I need to go home I need to do this but they're yeah. not listening to it or they're they're still a bit too fuckama or they're too scared to listen to it because they're worried about what others are going to say or if they'll be accepted yeah. back home or and so I was yeah so that's that's sort of why I wanted to pull that answer out of you is because I, I want people to know that it doesn't matter when you hit your your discovery of or or when your journey starts for you, it is still okay and you will still always be welcomed home. Yes. Because, yes, like I said, so many people will feel like they will not be allowed to go home. And especially ones and and who are on the other side to us who weren't raised anywhere near their whenua or have no connection mm. whatsoever, I think yeah. that they're the ones who, who struggle so much more because they don't feel like they belong because they weren't raised there or they didn't know about it or yeah yeah and so they their struggle is a lot more different which is so like talking to Emma a couple of episodes ago who was raised Tongan and she visited her marae for the first time which yeah. just happened to be done at Osurua and and but she still doesn't have any connection with her Māori whānau because of stuff that happened with her biological mum and so she doesn't want to put her mum's issues out there for everyone but also her when she visited her marae like going before going she was like I shouldn't be doing this this isn't like I don't belong there because it's I haven't been raised that way but then she said when she got there just the whole calmness of being on her whenua and just feeling at home and just feeling so loved and wrapped and like I think it was just her and her partner who went down to visit it and she just said that she was just like she just felt at home yeah Yeah. and so now she's finishing her um, a Bachelor of Science in Psychology and then she wants to go down and do her PhD down at Osurua Um, 
yeah, because that's where she's being called home now because that's, and now her wairua is being settled because she's actually made that connection back to her whenua. Yes. Yeah, and so, so like I said, it's really cool that you did mention your how you would feel if you didn't listen because there's so many people who need to hear that and so many people who need to know it is okay to want to make your friends home and I guess just sort of wrapping up and with the last uh sort of last few questions one would be words of inspiration to people who uh are on the same journey as you or who are just starting or a bit too scared to start their journey just to just listen Mm. to that voice or um, that calling that's happening inside of you we have um, I think as Māori we have an innate way of of knowing Mm. we we just have this knowing in our puku and um, yeah Try not to ignore ignore that calling mm. or that feeling that you have. Just if you just listen to it, the rest sort of takes care of itself. Yeah, you don't have to. Um, you don't have to say, "Okay, I'm listening," and then go out and do all the things all at once. Mm. Um, things will just naturally start to happen. Um, that you'll pick up on things that you didn't before when you weren't listening. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if that that probably won't make sense unless you're on the Yeah. Unless you're on the journey. But just to listen and know it doesn't matter how old you are. I'm how old we're thirty seven this year. We're <laughs> <laughs> just starting to listen now. So um start listen, listening. <laughs> don't waste don't waste any time on that hard out and that's and that's the thing like it's not a weird voice I think people who think there's a voice talking to them it's not yeah yeah it's it's actually a real beautiful voice if you just sit and allow it to to talk to you and speak to you and stuff so just a few last questions and these are ones that I've I've just started wrapping up my podcast with now so one would be what brings you the most joy when you think about who you are? Ooh. What brings me the most joy? Just knowing who <laughs> just knowing who I am now, just knowing um, that I'm Māori, that I can walk through this world knowing that I'm Māori and that I will never be alone. Um, like even I was so nervous coming to do this today. <laughs> but um, And my dad always says it too, like he'll just send me re- random messages and he'll just saying, like, um, remember who you are today, my baby, you're strong, you're too when I walk behind you. Um, and, like, just little things like that. Like I had to remember that this morning before jumping on with you and that brings me joy knowing that yes that's beautiful yeah like that that's really beautiful like I love that your dad does that and that and and yeah. just just touching on that that's also your why do I speaking to him at that point in time so as much yes. as you as much as when it comes to you, you might be like what the hell random it's actually yeah. why do I has made 
like it's made that it sets that message to him that you just need that right then and there and that's again that's another thing we've got to listen to is is our wairua knows what we what we need every single moment of the day but then it's our head that tells us like nah you're just weird nah that's yeah 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 but our wairua like our, our wairua is the one that is hard out telling us you need this right now and we've got to mm. let go of our heads sometimes and not let it affect or tell us differently to what we we know is right. Yes. Then we let our head talk. <laughs> and then we, we go on this <laughs> whole... Like, all the outside noise talk. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's cool from your dad. Uh, and last mm. one, what do you want others to think when they hear your name? Oh, that's... A... <laughs> um, I just, I want them to think um, there's a Māori woman who hasn't always had it, got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's learning and that's a, that's a great example to follow. I don't, yeah. Mm. Um Or it's kind of like asking what you want to have on your on your headstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that if a 37-year-old 30, <laughs> gal living in the Gold Coast, <laughs> uh, um, who he could at that time, then so can anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's so true. Mm. Yeah, and it sort of is like, I guess, when you look at it that way it's sort of like your headstone thing the way jack put it yesterday was it's like leaving your legacy yeah yeah and so i like when he explained that i was like actually yeah that's exactly what this question is because you are the tupuna for your future generations and so it's like what legacy are you going to leave for your next generations that are coming up behind you even if it's not your own children it might be your nieces and nephews kids and yeah, so it's like, what what do you want them to say about you when when they learn who you are, and what their queer yeah. and or something like that? And yeah, so so that I I really like that question because it actually makes us have to think, like, what legacy are we going to leave behind? Yes. What kind of supernova are we going to be? Yeah, exactly. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Sweet. If the hita. Uh, uh, he妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈妈
today to for opening up and sharing your story as much as you were so scared to have this coited or and even those feelings when I first asked you to share your story of of what's the word of not feeling like you were the right person and so I yeah I just want to thank you today for sharing who you are with me but also who you are with others who are going to hear your story and the amount of change you're going to input into their lives because of you being on the same journey or on the same walker that they are on at the moment or where they want to be so yeah so again thank you today for for sharing with me i look forward to seeing your journey and i look forward to catching up properly when you when it is your time to actually come home yes i so look forward to <laughs> so it'll be, seeing you yeah hard out and i always love hearing when you've caught up with my mum at different things and just seeing her around and stuff <laughs> the red of this and you'll just see Nancy in the distance yeah Yeah. it's it's so cool that I know that she's got people over there that she can like catch up with and stuff like that and especially with her being on her own yes because even just um you don't even have to physically say hello or anything but just Mm. seeing someone from home yeah it's the best it's the best yeah it definitely is but yeah again thank you for the taking your time today yeah i so look forward to your next journey it's gonna be real awesome <laughs> awesome yeah Thanks, girl. good on you too i love that this mahi that you're doing it's super <laughs> important yeah definitely is